The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. That's a quote from Hamlet. I think I may have read Hamlet at one point. I'm not sure. Uh, But I love this quote. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. This is a radical statement and is very appropriate to the feast, the feast of St. Michael and all angels. It's a feast which is very popular in the Anglican tradition, maybe because the school term in England was always known as the Michaelmas term, so it had a certain kind of rooting quality to it. Things started returning to normal after the summertime. School has begun, the arts season has begun, and life as we generally know it has begun, and The message from Hamlet is a good reminder and warning to us and our philosophies. A good reminder that life and the world and the created order are more complex, more hidden, more mysterious and unexplainable than we either desire or imagine. We, of course, say this in different words, every Sunday and feast day when we recite the Nicene Creed and say that we believe in God, the creator of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible, seen and unseen. And among these unseen things, these invisible things, in our long Christian tradition has been the belief in the existence and ministry of heavenly spirits, angelic spirits. Indeed, a belief in a whole cosmos, a whole world filled with beings, all God's creatures, both obedient to God and in some cases disobedient. Spirits who are ministering spirits, who serve God and God's purposes and God's creation, and God's people. 
What can we say about them? Well, actually not much. <laughs> Except I think we can say that in the tradition, they are not less than personal, that they have a free will like us and can make choices about how they will serve, just as we can. Some of these spirits in the tradition are called angels. The word angel is from the Greek word meaning messenger. And St. Gregory the Great in one of his letters says that the angels really are a function, not a kind of being. And their function is to bring messages. And he says, when angels bring messages, we call them angels. And when they bring big messages, we call them archangels. <laughs> and he describes the three big messages that the archangels bring. There's Michael in the scriptures who struggles against evil and for justice and good. There's Gabriel who brings the news, the message of the incarnation of God dwelling among us, first to Zechariah and then to Mary, an event which we commemorate three times a day here with that prayer called the Angelus, which begins with the words, the angel of the Lord brought tidings to Mary. And then there's Raphael, who is the great angel that brings the great message of healing and wholeness and reconciliation. It strikes me that more than ever, we need these messages today. Messages about the struggle with evil for the triumph of good. The message about God dwelling with God's people. And the message of healing and wholeness and reconciliation. Like many of you, I was fixated on Thursday by the Senate Judiciary Committee hearings taking place in Washington. I was both fascinated and distressed and left, quite frankly, in a bit of a despairing place. Thursday brought us as a nation face to face with issues of sexual violence and misogyny. It brought us face to face with the question of moral character and its role in public life, and particularly in the judiciary. And yes, I have to also say it brought us to reflect on the possibility of change and what that might look like. I think of my own teenage years and tremble and the centrality of accountability and responsibility and ownership. I was distressed by the nature of the hearings themselves and what seemed to me at least to be a flawed process, where truth, justice, and suitability took second place to partisan concerns. And then there was the whole depressing picture of partisan politics in this country visible tribes characterized by name-calling, smearing, and character assassination, and this on all sides, Democrat, Republican, Independent, 
It revealed a deeply divided nation. If you layer Thursday over the other realities and dynamics of our national life, issues of race, of class and wealth and their privileges, issues of income inequality and poverty, a growing nativist and popularist sentiment, and a very, very distressing American exceptionalism, the dynamics of gun violence, a broken justice system leads to mass incarceration, difficulties, extreme difficulties in healthcare access. Again, we know that litany. Do the angels, do those messengers of God have any message for us today, this week, any message of goodness or hope? I think of a story that many of you may be familiar with, which our brother Douglas Brown loved to tell. It is a rabbinic story. It actually, part of it is in um, the Talmud. But it is a story of um, the late Roman Empire. Uh, and this is somewhere in the Middle East where the Romans were in control. And as you know, in the Roman culture, as is the case in many cultures, when the head of the country can't be present, they bring out his picture and they parade it around. It's really an icon. And they place it, for example, in the courts so that if the emperor can't be there, his picture is there. And therefore, it's a, an official court. And there was this scene in the ancient world where this procession was coming in. They were carrying the image of the emperor. And before the procession was a herald calling out, make way for the image of the emperor. Make way for the image of the emperor. And there was a rabbi standing on the side. And he looked at this and he said, before every person, a procession of angels and heralds goes before them, saying, make way for the image of God. Make way for the image of God. Each human being has an immense dignity, a dignity that comes from bearing the very image and likeness of God. It is an innate and inalienable dignity which we all have and which we all share in. It is a dignity which belongs to Dr. Ford and which I thought I saw. But it is also a dignity which belongs to Mr. Kavanaugh. It is a dignity which belongs to Democrats and Republicans and neither. It is a dignity that belongs to Americans and the 96% of the world that are not American. It is a dignity that belongs to the rich and the poor, to the educated and the uneducated, to the able and the disabled and the differently abled. It is, in other words, a dignity that belongs to all of us. 
This is the message of the angels, I think, for us this week. Imagine how different those hearings might have been if this angelic truth was kept in mind and heart. Imagine. Imagine how different our lives might be today if we each of us remembered this and treated each other with the dignity that befits those who bear the image of God. The angels can help us. Michael can help us in our struggle against powers and forces that distort God's good creation. Gabriel can help us in bringing about the work of incarnating God's kingdom here and now. Raphael, the archangel, can help us in the work of mending and healing the world. Healing and mending broken bodies and broken souls, broken political and social systems, and broken relationships. Our guardian angels can help us to direct us in the work that is ours to do, though we are fearful and uncertain. May we, each of us, be angels, messengers of good news in a very difficult time. May we be messengers of hope and of human dignity. Make way for the image of God.